You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. Now, ladies and gentlemen, both our men's and women's basketball teams won today, which makes it really easy to come to you all on a day like this. It makes it extremely easy to come to you all on a weekend where we went 2-0. We're not going to talk about basketball right now. I'm in baseball right now. We're not going to talk about that. Our wrestling team as well put on a, a just a stunning performance in the uh, ACC tournament. But today we're going to focus in on men and, men's and women's basketball because the men came away with a 65-62 to 62, uh, win over Pitt, and the women came away with a 68-61 win on the road at Syracuse. And I'm going to break down what happened in the game and why, what happened in both games and the importance of both, the relevance of both, because it's, there is a lot, of, uh, a lot of important things to be mentioned for both games, all right? So, we're going to start off with the women. Ladies first as always, right? So, when we look at the 68-61 win over Syracuse, that game was a tough battle, which if you had been paying attention, you knew it would be. If you'd been paying attention to ACC women's basketball all year, you knew it would be. And why, why would I say that, right? Why would I say that a team as talented as, a team as deep as, a team as good as this NC State team, why would I think that they'd have problems with a team that is, I mean, middle of the road against Syracuse? Well, let me explain this to you very simply. Syracuse, coming into this game, was 8-0 at home. And I know you're thinking, well, with the record that they have, a few of those wins probably came against uh, the the – Northeastern school directional school uh, for the differently able. No, 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 no. That's not the case. All eight of their wins came against Power Five opponents. All of the eight, seven of which were uh, seven of which were ACC. One of which was Big Ten and Penn State. That included the girls in baby blue. That included Wake Forest and. Not only were they winning these games, these were not close games. Not a single one of these games was decided by single digits except their recent game, uh, their second-to-last home game, which was against Wake Forest. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. Their eight home games had an average margin of victory, 14.5 points. 14.5 points. So... It, it's not surprising that this was a tough game for the pack. However, we found a way. We got it done. And another thing, we shot absolutely horribly. Maybe that's the secret. Maybe that's how they, they, they went on that uh, huge run at home. Maybe that's how they rattled off all these wins. Because when I tell you we could not shoot from deep to save our life. It was just a it was just a, a very rough display from deep by us uh, in this game, okay? And I know that uh, this is this is not something that I'm I'm like, oh well, 
Uh, we just need to keep chucking them, keep firing. Listen, we got to win. That's what matters. However, one from nine from deep is not going to get it done. And granted, Syracuse shot poorly as well at four of 24, but still, one from nine from deep, that's, that's a, a tough recipe to get a win. So a tough ingredient to throw into a recipe in which you want to get a win. So when I look at this game, we trailed at halftime uh, 31 to 30. We accomplished Westmore's we, we almost accomplished Westmore's defensive goal of not allowing more than 30 points uh, per half. We allowed 30 in the second half, 31 in the first. But let me tell you the important part about the second half. We came out of halftime streaking. We dominated that, that uh, third quarter, 21 to 7, and that was the difference. That was what allowed us to win this game, honestly and truly. Because down the stretch, we hit our free throws. That was important for us as well. But we just, it, it was just a, a grinded out, very tough game for us. It really and truly was. We got in the paint, we penetrated, we forced a lot of fouls, and they committed some dumb fouls as well. But all in all, uh, this was. This was a, a very important game for us because every game is important when you're at this level. And when I look at the players that stood out to me, of course, Alyssa Kunane is going to do her thing. Uh, 17 points, nine, nine rebounds. She was the leading scorer for State in this game. But Jada Boyd, 16 points, 10 rebounds, three steals off of eight of 13 shooting. And then Raina Perez as well, 11.6 assists, off only two or four from the field, uh, both of which were, were I want to say both of which were threes. But the fact of the matter is, this was, again, another quality team win. Uh, I don't believe that we can do the same thing as far as going cold for as long as we did for stretching this game offensively. If we want to go forward and be uh, a, a, a team that shows a lot of progress both in the ACC tournament and in the NCAA tournament, but this was a win. This was a win nonetheless. This was a win against a team that very quality team. Very quality team. Again, I would be a liar if I said, oh, I, I don't call any other team better than their record. That's not the case. But this team, again, at home and on the road, two completely different teams. And that's just, that's an objective fact. That is not something that anybody can argue with me. Again, going into this game, going into this game now, this team was 8-0 at home, average margin of 14 and a half. On the road, however, they were 4-6. and six. Like that's, to, to pretend like that those are the, or to pretend like that is the uh, same thing, or to pretend like those teams are, like this team is not a different team at home and on the road is a bold face lie. It's a bold face lie. When we look at this team on the road, they lost to uh, the girls in baby blue by 24, lost to them by 24 on the road, one by 12 at home. Like this, this is not, this is not at all a, a case of, Oh, well, I'm just kind of just saying things and not making sense. And, and I'm telling you, this team on the road and at home, if you look at the splits of the teams that they played both on the road and at home, that, that score against the girls in baby blue tells you all you need to know. That is a 36-point difference 
from one game to another. Same teams, only difference, one's at home, one's on the road. Again, 8-0, 4-6. And by the way, that 4-6 on the road includes wins over Stony Brook and Lincoln. That's that's just what that is. So again, this these teams, uh, this this win over this Syracuse team, a good quality win. We did what we had to do. We got out of there with the win, and uh, that's that's really all you can hope for. That's really all you can hope for. Just no more letdowns. And the fact that we're named the number two seed still is appalling to me. It is confusing to me. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna stop worrying about it. I'm gonna stop asking questions about it because. Apparently, somebody in bracketology just knows so much more than me. Apparently, the two wins over the number one team, two number one teams, wasn't enough. That just ain't enough to get the job done. Apparently, a win over Louisville on the road, the uh, only game that we played head to head, wasn't enough. Apparently, beating that South Carolina team on the road again wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. Apparently, having either the same amount or less losses than all of those teams, still not enough. Still not enough. After today's loss to Texas A&M, South Carolina is 19-4. Somehow, they're probably still going to be seated higher than us. Again, I, I, I don't understand it. It's confusing to me. The only games we lost, one of them we didn't even have our, our all-world playing Alyssa name, but it is what it is. Apparently, those losses were just that bad. Who knows? Apparently, all of South Carolina's losses carry so much uh, valor and meaning that uh, they just no longer count for as much anymore, I guess. Who knows? If I'm a better, I'd, I'd like to bet that we'd be on the first seed. I mean, that we'd be on the uh, one seed line, but who knows? And if you're a better, go to betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to take care of all your betting needs. Yes, Football season is over, not to return for a little while. We're seeing spring ball, but you can't exactly do any betting on that at the moment. But basketball season is in full swing. NBA, college basketball, overseas basketball, you name it, betonline.ag has it. NHL as well. Baseball is just getting warmed up with uh, their spring ball. So there's plenty of action to bet on if you are better. Make sure you go to betonline.ag, use promo code Locked On, and they will definitely give you a 50% bonus on your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. There's no better place to be to take care of your betting needs. So get off the sidelines and get in the game. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So now we, we have to look at the 65-62 men, win, men's win over Pitt. And this, again, this, this uh, Pitt team, very shorthanded. 
this pit team lost Xavier Johnson and Audis Tony uh in in basically less than 48 hours before the game very close to one another so that that's that's a, a tough thing to deal with but I mean hey nobody cried for us when we were extremely shorthanded without Funderburg without Devin Daniels and and we uh went in and, and got our heads kicked in places so Boo-hoo, such is life in the ACC. But again, we got a 65-62 to 62 win. Now, Jericho Helms was our leading scorer. Not surprising. He was our leading rebounder as well. A little surprising. Double-double, 15-10. and 10. Here's the part that is a little more like, really? Jericho Helms had five assists, no turnovers. That, to me, he's stepping up. He's stepping up in a way that I could not have I, I could have thought that he would be the guy that takes over the brunt of the scoring load now that uh, or when Devin Daniels went down. But, man, he's he's rounding out his game in such a meaningful way. He's He is becoming a guy that uh, next year, if he comes back, that puts this team in dangerous territory, puts this team in absolutely dangerous territory. He's doing it from the inside. He's doing it from the outside. He's doing it with his playmaking. He's doing it all. And make no bones about it, this was not a pretty win. We did everything we could to give this up down the stretch. We missed a ton of free throws coming down the stretch. We had a moment where, uh, reacting to the trap, our senior guard, Braxton Beverly, catches the ball in the corner. It gets a uh, hell ball. Luckily, we were up three at the time. Luckily, the possession arrow was ours because, again, I've said this before and I'll say it again. The young guys making mistakes like that, understandable. The seniors, come on, man, what are you doing? We all know that's the last place to go against the trap. That is the last place to go. Um, Shaquille Moore caught a, caught a pass over there as well. Uh, and it's pretty much the same spot against the trap, but he found a way to dribble out of it. Give it to Jericho Helms, who hit the two uh, free throws to seal this game. DJ Funderburg played well as well, 13 points before he fouled out. Manny Bates throwing everything that Pitt had his way back into the fourth row. Six blocks this game. Man, that's impressive. That's impressive. Braxton Beverly had 14 as well this game, so let me not just uh, harp on that, harp on the, uh, the trap situation without also pointing out he did a great job as far as uh, putting points on the board. He he really did. Uh, he shot fairly well from deep, did great at the free throw line. Whatever struggles he was going through earlier in the season, they're no longer here. They seem to have evaporated uh, the struggles he was going through from the free throw line, and that is important because, again, we want to see, we want to see a situation where, again, our older guys, either they're leading or they're just doing what's expected. They're just doing what's expected of an older guy, which is the little things like making your free throws and stuff like that, especially an older guy who has so many physical limitations due to the injuries. And even if we're not talking about the injuries, uh, physical limitations just due to, I mean, genetics, really. Being a shorter, smaller guy, um, not very stoutly built, you, you're going to have defensive limitations. Even if you got the quickest feet in the world, you're still going to have defensive limitations. So you think that you compensate for that by making free throws, which Braxton Beverly over his career has done well. Over this uh, start of the season was a little rough, but he's starting to catch on with that now. 
and man, a four-game ACC winning streak. Hasn't been done by us in over a decade. Good to see it done now. Or I'm sorry, it might have been 2018. It might not have been, might not have been 2008. It might have been 2018. I apologize uh, if that is incorrect. But yeah, it's, it's been some time. It's been some time since we've had a four-game ACC winning streak. Uh, and this, this winning streak is made possible by everybody just stepping up, everybody doing what they got to do, everybody competing, battling, battling, night in, night out. Again, after that Duke loss, it would have been easy. It would have been the easiest thing in the world. Packing in. That's enough. We've tried our hardest. We've given everything we got. They were down at, I want to say, 13th in the ACC at the time, and they've jumped up to ninth. That, to me, very impressive. Very, very impressive. The only team with a longer winning streak than us in the ACC right now is Clemson. That's it. That's all, and that's it. So to look at all the things that we've been through this season, to, to be sitting in a position where we're still competing where we're still battling night in, night out. That, to me, is amazing. And I, if you're saying, well, that's not enough, that is the bare minimum, that's the standard. And if you're one of those people that was calling for Coach Key's head, which, again, was a minority, but they're a minority that they're always the loudest minority, so I need them to come to the carpet right now while I explain something to you. Jeff Capels was supposed to be the guy at Pitt, right? Everybody vaunted how powerful his class was that he put together in his first year at Pitt with virtually no time. All of the guys from that class are gone. All of them. If you look at uh, Audis Tony and Xavier Johnson leaving less than uh, 20, basically less than a, a day and a half away from this game, that is what I mean by you. Don't be so quick to rush and judge and oh, this is this and that's that, because again, after that win uh, at at Duke, after that win versus Duke earlier in the season, everybody said, "Oh, Jeff Capel and this Pitt team have arrived." And then, even while going downhill, even while in the midst of a of, of a rut that looked like they weren't going to be able to shake, Jeff Capel says, "Well, this state team is they're a desperate team." And I'm sure he didn't mean it as an insult. I'm sure he didn't. But still, that's bulletin board material. And that's just player coach one-on-one. You don't give the other team bulletin board material. Especially when you're not in a good situation yourself. Let's talk about the Pitt Panthers basketball program since that, uh, since that the comment about NC State being a desperate team. Since then, they are 0-3. They've lost their second and third leading scores in all these Tony and Xavier Johnson. And they have one cancellation since then. So it 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 really it really is an interesting thing. Uh an, an old proverb that I learned as a child that I it still sticks with me to this day. Uh, that I'll never forget, and that this situation reinforces. Sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. Because now look at you, Jeff. All that sweeping around NC State's front door, now look at you. Ever since that, we're back when, I want to say they're 1-7 or 1-8. and eight. 
okay. I mean, I guess if this is what back means, more power to you. So now, how does that relate to Keats? All the people saying, oh, Keats ain't the guy. Oh, this is it's terrible. Again, he's had a lot of things that were unique to him. Again, how many guys, or not how many guys, how many teams that don't have, how many teams could have had two freshman guards that they were expecting to do the lion's share of the leading, a senior guard who's had injuries that basically disallow him to sit down at times on the bench, who lose their best perimeter scorer and defender, how many teams that have that going in a conference like the ACC could also say, oh, yeah, we're going to rattle off a four-game win streak. We're going to win four in a row on the road. We're going to do that. How many? So, again, save your hot takes. Save your Kevin Keats hot takes, please. Save all your, oh, Keats ain't the guy and da 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 Okay. You can say that nonsense if you want. But, again, when we look at this team, when we see what we see now, this this tells us everything. This confirms everything that I believed about Keats. That the, he's going to have a, a team that competes, that fights, that battles, that does things the right way. And, again, if your expectation is – competing for national championships, competing for uh, ACC titles every year, then you have to understand that, um, again, battling against the Blue Bloods, you have to take some heavy chops. You got to take some big swings. He got them on LeCue and Hall and both just happened to go straight to the lead. It was tough. It was It was unexpected. To say, oh, if you don't have a score by this point, if you don't have multiple scores at this point, he does. He does. Devin Daniels was the the scorer A of the group. Jericho Helms was B. He does. Look at what Jericho Helms is doing now. Oh, well, if you don't have a big, Manny Bates. Oh, well, if you don't have a big, multiple big, DJ Funderburg. Oh, well, if you don't have death on the wing, Sebron. Again. Give this thing time. Give this thing time because imagine, again, imagine what this team is going to look like next year. Imagine. Imagine what we're going to see with Helms having a full offseason of being, you're the guy. With Cam Hayes having a full offseason. With Shaq Moore having a full offseason. With Darian Sebron having another offseason to get better, to develop, to work on things. He... Sebron's game this year has grown and developed as far as his ball handling and his finishing out the rim. With his length, those are really the only two things that he needs to be a serviceable offensive player. But to be a a dangerous threat, to be the type of guy that's at the top of scouting reports, he has got to develop a spot-up shot. He's got to. He's got to. Because that is... It, it is less difficult than the pull-ups, than the moving shots, than all that. And if he develops it, it helps out the ball handling because when he catches it in a spot that teams know, oh, that's his spot. We got to get him off there. They're going to close out hard. Now you put the ball on the ground. Go do what you do best. Go finish. Go finish. And if teams play you, if they respect that, and they're like, hey, he's a finisher, we're going to play off. Good. Take the shot. This was a great win. 
And again, watch yourself calling people desperate. Watch yourself. Worry about yourself. Worry about yourself, okay? So, in conclusion, like I said, uh, the women's basketball team, although if you just look at the stat, if you just look at the win-loss, a win over Syracuse isn't impressive. If you look at the context of their win-loss, if you look at the 8-0 at home, 14.5 points per game margin before this game, that is what tells the story. That is what tells the story of why this win is so impressive. That is what tells the story of why, even though Syracuse is not a, a great team or a dominant team by any stretch of their imagination, this was going to be a tough test. Anybody who saw this game on the schedule with how uh, Syracuse had been playing at home knew this was going to be a tough test, and we passed. You cannot ask for more than that. You really and truly can't. The men's basketball team got a 65-62 win. Again, did everything we could down the stretch to give it away, but we did just enough to secure the win. We did just enough to secure the win, and that's all that matters. Fans, thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate it. Every single time that y'all come out and listen to me, again, the numbers growing makes more opportunity for me to provide more coverage for the Wolfpack. Again, I've got some big things brewing. If they come through, I promise you, this will be my full-time job. I'll be doing nothing but covering the Wolfpack full-time. All right? So just send up a prayer or, or send up good vibrations or whatever your entity that you believe in or whatever it is that you think would help. Please do that. Peace and love, y'all, and as always, go Pack. You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.